Hi, welcome to Living Jesus. My name is Chika Onyangsi and um, it is wonderful, super duper wonderful having you here. And um, of course, we celebrate the grace of God, which is able to keep us. Amen. Even till this time and even times to come. And um, we're grateful for it. Now, um, we'll like, I'd just like us to go into what it is that we have for today. But just before I take that, um, the email address... Um, for leaving Jesus, just in case you like to send, you know, send an email. You like to share something, you or you just you have an opinion. You know, you like like to share with us. You can send an email to leavingjesusng at gmail dot com. Leavingjesusng at gmail dot com. You could also follow us on social media. Um, leaving on 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 Instagram, it's leavingjesusng, and on Facebook, it's leavingjesus. So you could um, follow us. You know, and then um, share, get to comment, and um, air your views on any of our posts online. Okay, so today we'll look at the topic spiritual houses. Now, I know what we don't we I know that we know what a house is. Um, it's a kind of it's a building. Now there are different kinds of buildings. You have the residential buildings. You have the corporate buildings that well you have your offices you have um, religious buildings where you have your churches you have your temples um, you also have you you have you you have things like so like you have you have the palaces where you have the kings you know um, the the monarchs you know where you have them them leave you know different kinds of buildings but the one we're talking about today is a spiritual one and I'm speaking of you as that building. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 3, 9 talks about us being God's building. God's own building. So in the eyes of God, you who is, I'm not talking, I'm not talking about unbelievers. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm talking about believers. Now, as a believer, you are God's building. You are <clears throat> God's temple. You know. But um now, so I, I, I would like us to look at a Christian, you know, from the angle of a building, from the angle of a temple, you know, you being the building of God, you being the temple of God, being the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's what we're looking at today. And the fact that because you are the building of God, there are certain things that are required of you, you know, to function. Now, let's take the text, 1 Peter 2, 5. First Peter 2.5 says, KJV says, Ye also as lively stones. Another translation says, Ye also as living stones. Hallelujah. Remember, we died to Christ. You know, in, in the work of redemption, <clears throat> we died, you know, and then we were resurrected, you know, unto God, unto a new life by Christ Jesus. Amen. So that's how come we have this new life. Now, um, so we are living stones. We are living unto God. We're alive unto God, but we are dead unto our past, dead unto sin, dead unto the fallen man, the fallen creature. We're dead unto that. Amen. And so he says, yeah, also as like lively stones are built up a spiritual house. That's who we are. We've been built up. We've not been built up by human hands. We've not been built up by any other one but by God Almighty. Hallelujah. Because when you rose 
when you when you came to life, when you resurrected in Christ Jesus, you were built up in Him. Hallelujah! And and He says we're built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! It says we're built up spiritual house and holy priesthood. Revelations 1.6 talks about us being kings and priests of the living God. Amen. Now, so we function as priests. And in another dimension, we, we can function as kings. Now, as a priest, there are certain things you're expected to do, like you will have a priest in the Bible who offers sacrifices unto God. Amen. And then he says, an unholy priesthood to offer of spiritual sacrifices. Not just any kind of sacrifice, but spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So we're saying that your entire composition as a believer, spirit, soul, and body makes up a, a, a spiritual house that is meant to serve God. Amen. Now you will know that the first thing that happens when you have a spiritual house um, is consecration. So they they dedicate that place to whatever it is that they want to use the, the house for to serve or worship a deity. It's usually dedicated. It's you don't those kind of houses are not like your offices. They're different. Because one, the 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 climb, the vicinity, the area, you know, is usually purified. By whatever means, depending on the God they, they, they you know, the one or the deity it is, they want to worship. The entire place is sanctified. Even the atmosphere, you release certain things in the air. Some people do incantations. Some people release incenses. You know, uh, uh, they sprinkle things in the air. You know, and all of that. You know, uh, sometimes you know they, they speak into the air. You know, and, and that's that's the atmosphere. But then the general you know, uh, um, the walls and floors, you know, the physical area of that, of, of that vicinity, they do, they do stuff just to consecrate that place. Why? Because they need to make it suitable for whatever it is they're worshiping to be, you know, to be able to dwell in that place. So if you're a house, a house is created so that, you know, uh, it's a place of habitation. So when you have such places, you're saying, I made it conducive for whatever spirit it is to be able to dwell in. Now for you, when you became born again, your body was purified by the spirit of God so that you can dwell, so that, sorry, I beg your pardon, so that the Holy Spirit, so that God Almighty can dwell in you by the Holy Spirit. First Peter um, chapter one, you know, um, takes us through that. It says that we, you know, that we are, we, we've become that spiritual house, you know, uh, we, we've, we are the elect of God according to the foreknowledge of God through the sanctification of the spirit. So when you become born again, there's a sanctification of the spirit that goes on. Hallelujah. You, you, you don't just, you don't just have, no, there are spiritual processes that, you know, you undergo even without this, this thing that you just confess, you know, make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior in a few minutes, boom, you're born again. But you know, in the spirit realm, there's a process 
Amen. Because you've, you've got to pass through the blood. You, you've got to pass through the blood of Jesus. That's the only thing that can sanctify and purify you. And so you as a believer coming out of born again, you've been purified. You've been uh, um, sanctified. You've been consecrated. You've been dedicated to God. The moment you gave your life to Christ, that's what happened. And now because you've done that, the Holy Ghost comes and indwells you. And that means God dwells on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Now that's one of the first things. So this body you carry, which the Bible calls the temple of God, the temple of the Holy Ghost, according to 1 Corinthians 6, 15 to 20, you can read that later, you know, calls your bodies and and it tells you, it says, how do you take this body and join it to a halot? Don't you know that the one that you join yourself to, you become one spirit with? Because we have joined ourselves to God Almighty, we be, to the Holy Ghost, we become one spirit with him. You join yourself to a harlot, you become one spirit with her. I mean, when you, I mean join, I mean like you have intercourse, you, you sin against the temple, you sin against your body, you become one spirit with, with, you know, with that person. Now, the Bible here is just explaining that, look, This body that you have, you need to keep it holy because the one whom this body is dedicated to is holy because God himself is a holy God and he doesn't tolerate. That's why, that's why that what Jesus did on the cross had to be forever. The Bible says that he was a lamb sacrificed on the altar of, of heaven, a lamb that was without blemish. Hallelujah. And it was done once and for all and forever. Now that blood cleanses you. So every time you appear before God, you appear under that blood. Hallelujah. But let's, let's, let's move quickly because I, I have some other things I'd like to say. So now you are that spiritual house. You've been sanctified unto God and you are expected to live holy because the one you serve is holy. Hallelujah. Now, um, you, you, the life that you now live, you have to pattern it according to whatever it is you're trying to worship. You don't see a man who worships as, a, as at a shrine um, trying to pattern his religious activity or, well, affairs or, you know, his, his uh, um, whatever rites and, uh, and, and rituals that he does. You don't see him pattern it according to another kind of deity or another kind of worship. No, he sticks to his because there are rules you know, to what he does, their expectations by whatever deity it is that he's worshiping. Amen. So you won't see a Buddhist, uh, you know, uh, uh, modeling his affairs or whatever it is he does in his temple to that of, you know, a, a church. It won't work because to commune with the spirit that he's trying to commune with, It has to be according to the rules and regulations of that spirit. Now, you have the Holy Ghost and our own rules and regulations are according to the Bible. And so we're expected to not only live consecrated lives, dedicated lives unto God, knowing that what we, this body we have is not just a body. This body houses our spirit and our soul and the Holy Ghost on the inside. And so what comes from here has to be holy. Now there are rules and the Bible is full of it because the Bible is our life manual as a Christian. And so the Bible tells us how we ought to live so that this spirit, so that 
This temple is conducive for the spirit we want to commune with. For heaven that we want to commune with. Because yes, though we live in this world, but we are not of this world, the Bible says. So for you to keep contact with where you're from. Amen. Because we like to, to, to link up to our roots. You, you come here and you say, well, I'm from Africa. And so uh, my roots, the, you know, that's my root. You know, you're so proud of it. Now I'm telling you where your true roots are. It's beyond this realm. So for you to keep stay connected to your roots, which is the, the kingdom, hallelujah, the kingdom of God, you, you ought to follow the manual that has been given to you. Ambassadors here, yeah, you can't live outside. Amen. The, your, your, the policies that have been laid out for you or the constitution that you're, where you're coming from, uh, you know, has laid out for you. Else you are a foreigner. Hallelujah. You're alien to that nation. And, and we're not alien. We are, the Bible says we have come to Mount Zion. We live in Mount Zion. The day you, 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 you became born again, you entered Mount Zion. Now, you didn't enter Mount Zion just as anything. You entered Mount Zion as a spiritual house. You house God. You house his power. You house his spirit. He functions through you. Amen. Now for that to happen, for that to constantly happen, it means you need to keep that temple holy and conducive for the Holy Ghost to function through. The psalmist in Psalm 141 verse uh, 2, I'd like us to just quickly, 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 quickly just go through it. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, the psalmist talks about the lifting of his hands being uh, um, like the evening sacrifice. Hallelujah. Oh, just a second. Um, okay, well, so my, my, my Bible here is, is not responding quickly. But then the psalmist is, it, it, you know, he says he presents his prayers. He says, let, let, let his prayers come before God as an incense. <laughs> let, let his prayers come before God like an incense. Remember in the Bible, in the, in the Old Testament, you will find out, you know, in Deuteronomy 28, you can read it from verse 2 to 8, the Lord was talking to the Israelites and, and talking to Moses and, and telling them about the sacrifices, the burnt offerings that they ought to, you know, do you know, uh, um, bring to him and, and, and you have the morning and the evening sacrifice. Now, all of this, you know, was an instruction that God gave them. And, you know, this, uh, uh, sacrifices involved, you know, offering a year old, uh, yeah, a yearling. So it's like a year old, um, um, lamb. Um, and the lamb was not to have any blemish. And of course, some other things will accompany the, the sacrifice, the lamb, which is um, you have flour, you have um, oil, you have um, wine for libation, you know. But then this was meant to be done in the morning and also in the evening. And the, and the Lord said to do it what? Do it daily. It's not something you do today and then come back next week to repeat the process. Amen. And the Bible says God said it was a sweet salvo to him. It means when these people came to the temple to offer these sacrifices, the incense, the, 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 the smoke will rise and fill the entire place. And the Bible says that for God, it was a sweet aroma to him. 
But now fast forward to where we are now. The, the psalmist, before I move on, the psalmist says, let his prayers come to God as an incense. He understood what it was to offer sacrifices, burnt offering, sweet smelling aroma unto God. He understood what it was. The book of Revelation talks about the prayers of the saints rising to God and filling the vial, coming up to God as an incense. Your prayer comes to God as an incense. And so the psalmist said, let it come to him, meaning come to God as a sweet smelling savour. There's no way your prayer will come to God in that manner that it will not be answered. But you know what? Some people's prayers come to God and it's a foul smell. But why would it be a foul smell? Because the house, the spiritual house that you are, the temple you are, you have chosen to use it and dedicate it to other things. And so you, what comes out from you, what oozes out from you to heaven is wrong. It, it, it's, it's profane. It, it's, it's strange. It's an abomination. You have people do all manner of things and then they come to God to worship God and then they bring money from robbery, bring money from fraud, bring money from all manner of places and they bring it to the temple of God rejoicing and coming to give testimonies. You are wrong. What comes from you is wrong. You have a man who comes to God and wants to pray and then he comes with greed in his heart. He's praying to God and asking God for something but he's praying amiss because the, the, the real, the real uh, uh, foundation of that prayer is not because he wants to use it for the kingdom but because he wants to use it to to you know outshine someone else you are wrong you have someone coming and says he wants to pray but he's coming to pray but he wants to convert another person's property you are wrong that is that's a strange fire coming out from you to god you have someone else coming and then all you're looking at is how you want to pull someone else down and then you pray against them no you are wrong you are you have left you have left your manual and you're offering strange fire to God. That house that you have, you, you've contaminated that house. And you need to return to Jehovah. Return to Jehovah, make a dish come, the Lord our righteousness, the one who sanctifies. You ought to return to him and bow to him and say, Father, sanctify this house. That it may be fit for you to dwell. That what comes up from here may rise up to you a sweet smelling savour. Now notice that in this, in this New Testament, hallelujah, Jesus Christ died for us. The Bible says it was the lamb that was slain without blemish on the altar of heaven. Not even on the altar on earth here. Where, that's the altar of heaven where no hands can reach. Nothing else can, can, can touch it. It, 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 it's, it's on that altar before God, hallelujah. And the Bible says that he was that lamb that was slain. Now, in the Old Testament, a lamb is required to offer this sweet-smelling savour. But in this New Testament, you and I don't need to offer anything. We're spiritual houses. All you need to do is come through that lamb, Jesus Christ, who has been slain on the altar, hallelujah, of heaven. The moment you come through Jesus Christ, you bring out what it is that you have for the Father, whether it is your sacrifice of praise or it is your, 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 your prayer of intercession or whatever kind of prayer it is, you bring it before God with a heart that is lifted to God. The Bible tells you that that which you have offered to God comes to God as a sweet smelling aroma and God is under obligation to answer you because you come through the lamb that is without blemish. 
Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, help me. I'm pressed for time. And so the, the psalmist says that, that, that apart from his offering coming to God as an evening, as, as, a, as a, a, a sweet fragrance, as a fragrance before God, his prayers are coming to God as a fragrance. He now says that let the lifting of his hands be as an evening sacrifice. Oh, Mataya, that's a man that understood the ways of God. There's no way God could turn his back on that man. He understood spiritual stuff. He says, let the lifting of these hands of mine to you, Jehovah. Let it be like the evening sacrifice. Let the lifting of my hands come to you as a sweet smelling savour. And so when things are tight for you, hey, don't let it get to you. All you need to do is stand. Lift up your voice to heaven. Raise your hands to him. The Bible says that lifting of hands in submission to Yahweh through Jesus Christ, who is the lamb without blemish, sacrificed on the altar. That's the bond offering. A sweet smelling aroma to God. It says when you lift up your hands to God, give him praise. Hallelujah. It says it comes to God. A sweet incense. And there's no way Yahweh will look at you and say, Who offers this? You become like the woman with the issue of blood. Who pressed on and touched Jesus at the hem of his garment. Jesus looked and said, Who touched me? For I felt virtue flow out of me. So the woman received her healing instantly. There's no way you let that aroma rise up to heaven and you will not receive a feedback from heaven hallelujah oh we're pressed for time hallelujah but i i hope someone caught something here just know that what you have what you carry who you are you are a temple you are a temple never look down on yourself and never let anybody look down on you tell yourself every day this body this body i dedicated to god this body serves god this body brings god glory this body exhibits the glory of god hallelujah i house the holy ghost what comes out from me is holy what comes out from me is virtuous what comes out from me glory God, hallelujah. I'm hoping that somebody caught something here today. Hallelujah. I wish I could go on, but we're pressed for time. Amen. I, I love to just keep these things short so that people can catch, you know, get it quickly. But just do a study on your own. You could take the scriptures and go further, go deeper and let the Holy Ghost expand this word to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I will see you next week. Have a glorious week. Amen.